Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty, Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. When the Apaches broke their treaties and attacked the white settlers in the early days of the western United States, government troops were sent to the new territory. But the soldiers, officers, and men were untrained in methods of frontier warfare, and without the help of the masked rider of the plains, they might never have brought peace and security to the West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger... Rides again. Come on, Silver. We're heading for Fort Casper. The Apache are on the warpath. Hello, Silver. Away. Major Davis, the commander of Fort Casper, had been wounded during an Apache attack on the post. He lay propped up in his bed, a bandage circling his head and covering his eyes. Standing beside him were his daughter, Ellen, and the post-surgeon, Dr. Parrish. If you'll turn the lamp a little further down, Ellen. Yes, Doctor. Parrish, what is all this nonsense? You're just trying to frighten me with your confounded hocus-pocus. Take this bandage off before I do it myself. Easy now, Major, easy. Please, Father, don't be so impatient. Uh, From the first you two are making you think something was really wrong with me. Let's get this over with. I have work to do. I'm going to uncover your eyes, Major. The light had better not be too strong. Why shouldn't it be? What's wrong with my eyes? Nothing. I hope. Dr. Parrish, you don't think his eyes... I'll know nothing, Ellen, until the bandage is taken away. All I know at present is that your father received a very serious wound. Yeah, fiddlesticks. A wound, Major, that may have affected your eyes. Parrish, you're an old lady. 
Take this bandage off before I put you under arrest for disobeying orders. <laughs> if I had the skill, I'd amputate your temper. Yeah. All right, now, hold still and try to obey my orders for once. Keep your eyes closed. Don't open them until I tell you you can. And then, very slowly... Get on with it. Can, can I do anything, Doctor? Uh, one moment. There. All right. You can lay this bandage on the table behind you there. You're keeping your eyes closed, Major? They're closed, confound it. Now open them, slowly. Hey, blasted foolishness. Any pain? Of course not. Then you can open them full. Hey. Ellen. Yes, Father? Paris told you to turn the lamp down. He didn't say to put it out. Out? But, but it's not. There's a light, Major. Nonsense. Father. Paris, what's the meaning of this? If the lamp slipped, why can't I see it? Well, why is everything as black as pitch? Why? I was afraid of this. I can't see a thing. I can't see a thing. Oh, no. Paris, I'm not blind. I, I can't be. I'm sorry. Blind. <laughs> Ellen, stop that sniveling. I won't have it. I can't help it. Stop no. it, I say. Yes, Father. Paris. Yes? Is there any hope? Anything you can do? I've done everything in my power, Major. I can do no more. Can can anyone? Sir, I believe you wish the truth. Naturally. Then I must tell you, no one can help you. I was almost certain your sight was gone when I first saw your wound. I said nothing then because... Well, because sometimes miracles do happen. Sure. I'll call Captain Faust. I'll see what... Ellen... Come back here. Yes? You'll say nothing to anyone about this until you have my permission. Is that understood? But won't Captain Faust... If you mean won't Captain Faust assume command of this post now that this has happened, I can tell you he'll do nothing of the kind. Isn't this rather irregular, Major? I mean, of course, you will be technically in command until Washington can be informed and you are officially relieved. But But still... But still, Captain Faust will have actual command, eh? Well, yes. Harris, you and I are old friends. We've seen a good many campaigns together. Some mighty bad ones, Major. We've got to know each other, huh? Of course. Would you say there's ever been a time when I've made a decision I didn't believe was for the good of the army? Have you ever known me to put personal advancement or pride before my duty? I have not, sir. Ellen will do as I tell her because she's my daughter. But you, Parrish... I can expect you to follow my wishes in this only if I can convince you it's for the good of the cause we both serve. You... you want me to keep your blindness a secret? I do. Here, one moment, let me explain myself. Captain Faust is an excellent officer. But I know, I know as surely as you know I'll not regain my sight that Captain Faust is not the officer to place in charge of the post at this time. Running wolf? Exactly. Captain Faust is not familiar with Indian fighting. What's worse, he hasn't campaigned in the West long enough to be aware that that he has much to learn. Frankly, I haven't the least doubt but what he'd he'd like nothing better than to have the authority to take the men on Running Wolf's trail and force a battle. That's just what Running Wolf wants. You and I realize that, Parrish, but Captain Faust doesn't. Captain Faust is a very vigorous officer. He believes in decisive engagements. He'd, he'd like to crush Running Wolf. Unfortunately, Running Wolf doesn't intend to make a battle of it. 
He'd lead our men on a fool's trail, slip away when he wished, circle and sweep this district clean of every white settler in it. But surely if you explain... Captain Faust and I have discussed this before. He pretends to agree, but doesn't. In command, I'm afraid he'd be tempted. Good heavens, Major, doesn't he realize that the only settlers in the district are within a radius of five miles of the fort? The only way they can be protected is to keep our troops here where they belong. Captain Faust is a young man, Paris. There's more glory in fighting than in watching and waiting. Mm-hmm. You'll do as I ask. I... I'd like to, Major. You know that. But I don't see how it I It shouldn't can. be difficult. I have a fever. I'm convalescing. I'm... Oh, I'm anything that'll explain my present disability. But make it look as though I'll soon be in active command again. And when it's noticed that you don't get better, what... I'll have a week or two of grace if we play our cards correctly. Perhaps in the meantime, something will occur to change Captain Faust's mind. Major, whatever you ask, I will do. Thank you, Parrish. I was certain of it. Now then, Evan, you've heard what's been said here. I think you understand what's expected of you. Father, I don't care what happens. I, I know you're in the right, and I'll do exactly as you wish. Almost a week later, and four days' journey to the west... A tall masked man sat motionless astride a powerful white stallion that had been reined to a stop in the shot of a jutting rock. While he waited, he listened to the sinister throbbing of distant drums. Those drums are talking trouble, old fellow. Plenty of trouble. <laughs> Quiet, boy. Thomas should be returning soon. Let's hope he learned what's happening. An hour passed. And the shadows lengthened while still the Lone Ranger made no move. But at the end of the hour, swiftly approaching hoofs thundered over the trail. Well, that should be him, Silver. Back, fellow. Back. It is, fellow. Kimo Sabi. Brain up. Oh, fellow. Oh, Tato, what did you learn? There beat camp. Many engine come there. Red men come from all over. Well, what's up? What are they planning? Uh, Tonto not know that. Them keep close watch. Tonto not get close. Did you see Running Wolf? Uh, him there. And this is his main camp. And the band of braves that have been showing themselves near Fort Casper must be a decoy. Uh. While the soldiers, a certain Running Wolf is with them, he's here instead. And these Indians wouldn't be gathering such numbers unless there was something definite in Running Wolf's mind. Tonto think that too. And whatever Running Wolf's scheming, it'll do neither the settlers nor the soldiers any good. Come. And where we go? We're riding for Fort Casper, and we're getting there just as fast as we can. Come on, Silver. Hit him up, Scout. Oh, Silver, how are at Fort Casper, Major Davis had kept to his quarters. His interviews with the officers were carried on in a darkened room, and then only when absolutely necessary. Even Captain Faust, second in command, found it hard to gain admittance. Miss Davis? Captain. I must see Major Davis at once. But he's very Who ill. Is it, I'm trying Doctor, to Doctor, this is imperative or I wouldn't have ventured to come here. The courier just arrived with a message from Flat Rock. Major Davis must see the message and send an answer. Mm, very well. Just give me the message, Captain. I'll I'm sorry. He... I must give it to him myself. But you can't... I say I must give it to him myself. But, Captain Faust, my father's a very sick man. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I'll have to insist. Oh, please, you Never simply... mind, Ellen. Never mind. It'll be all right. Come along, Captain. Thank you, Doctor. You will make this just as brief as you can, of course. Of course. Major. Hey, what is it? What do you want? Captain Faust with a message brought by courier from Flat Rock. Oh, yes. Yes. 
Uh, what is the message, Captain? A message from Colonel Osgood, sir. He's sending a platoon from Flat Rock on a scout. He suggests that you send a platoon also, sir. The two details could meet somewhere in Royal Canyon and compare notes. Well? Colonel Osgood requests that you reply by telling him when a platoon will leave Fort Casper and when it can be expected to reach Royal Canyon. Yes, sir. Here's the message. You can read it for yourself if you wish. The message? Where? Right here, sir. Uh, Captain, do you think this is necessary? It's quite all right, Paris. Quite all right. I'll draw the curtains open, sir. You'll be able to read it. Uh, yes, yes, of course. You can read it now? Uh, yes. Uh, what's me to send a platoon, huh? Yes, yes, of course. Will I... Uh... Pardon me, sir. Yes? You're uh, quite certain you've read that message correctly? Uh, of course, Captain, of course. I... I'm sorry, sir, but I must contradict you. Uh, what's this? Now look here, Captain Fox. Dr. Parrish... Major Davis, that sheet of paper I just brought in is completely blank. Major Davis, I've suspected for some time what you've just proven to me. You are blind, sir. Blind. You're forgetting yourself. I'm your superior officer, Captain. You're blind, do you hear me? Blind. I can't I can attend to this parish. Captain Faust, I admit my eyes are weak. You said this paper contained a certain message, and to save my eyes, I agreed with you. There's nothing more to it. Uh, please give me an explanation for this conduct or the court or the guards you'll be told you're under arrest. Major, I don't pretend to understand your purpose. But you're cheating me of my right to command this post. I have absolutely no explanation to make except the one I just gave you. You've lost your sight, sir. And I dare you to prove that you haven't. I tell you... What's that? What is it? Trouble. Sergeant! Sergeant Whipple! It's a redskin, sir! He fired at a guard! Maybe there's more with him! To horse! I'll be right there! Major Davis, I'll return when we've caught that fellow. Well, Major? You get it, you fool. You can have him arrested, but it's... Oh, what? Oh! But then it'll come out that you are blind. And Washington will want to know why the fact wasn't reported at once. Harry, that fellow isn't going to have my command. Under the circumstances, how can it be prevented? I... There's got to be a way. I wish I could think of one. This is going to be my hide, Major, as well as yours. I don't know. What is it? Masked. Masked, but not an outlaw, Dr. Parrish. Parrish, what's going on here? Who is this fellow? He's masked, you say? And armed. Major Davis. How'd you get past the guards? A friend of mine helped me. He fired in the air, let himself be seen, then rode away. In the confusion, I came here. Just try and get away without being caught. Perhaps, sir, after you've heard what I have to say, you won't want me caught. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. While Tonto drew the attention of the troopers at Fort Casper, Lone Ranger made his way to the quarters of Major Davis. There he silenced the protests of the Major and the post-surgeon, Dr. Parrish. Both of you can talk later if there's time. Now you're going to listen to me. Why did you come here? To warn Major Davis that the Indians are assembling in the hills. Running Wolf is making ready for an attack. Where is he? A four days ride from here. You're mistaken. We have proof that he's no further than the hills to the north. Which is exactly what he wishes you to believe. He's placed a small band there to mislead you. Major, you said yourself you suspected something of the sort. Who are you? Why should we believe you? I tell no one my name. Then why? But you may have heard of me nevertheless. I ride a white horse. A white horse I've named Silver. Lone Ranger. Now, will you accept my word? If you are the Lone Ranger, yes. Major Davis, you're badly in need of help. How did you know that? I've heard of the wound you received, Major. Before I came here, I heard certain talk in the vicinity. And since I entered this room, I've discovered for certain that that talk is correct. You've lost your sight. No such thing. There's no need to pretend with me. There's been talk, but no certainty. If you wish me to keep silent, I shall. You... you said you could help. First, tell me why Major Davis doesn't want his blindness known. No, I may as well tell him, Parrish. He might be able to help. It's up to you to decide, of course, Major. Well? It's simple enough, sir. My second in command is Captain Faust. A good officer, but an officer unused to the West and the ways of Indians. I've tried to avoid turning my authority over to him. I know what he wishes to do. I'm afraid authority in his hands would lead to disaster. I see. He wishes to take the troops and hunt Running Wolf out. I believe the troops should remain in the fort. There's something you've forgotten, Major. Forgotten? It's sometimes good tactics to let the enemy think you've taken the bait offered you. As long as you know it's bait and stay clear of the trap, you're safe. I don't understand. Running Wolf obviously wants your soldiers to leave the fort. Why not let them leave and see what happens? I know what would happen. The minute they were beyond recall, he'd strike. But if your troops could be brought back to meet him when he strikes? Uh, yes. There's something to that. If you look at it clearly, you have no choice. What happens if you oppose Captain Faust? He'll call for a showdown. It'll be definitely established that you're disabled. And he'll be within his rights to assume active command. Captain Faust has already called for a showdown. And why grant it to him? Turn over the command to a major, but do so without openly admitting your disability. And if I do... I think I can find a way to turn the situation to your advantage. And your plan? I'll tell you after I've seen a friend of mine. But wait a minute, eh? I have no time. Captain Faust will be returning. You haven't told... You'll see me again. Lone Ranger raced away from the fort and across the plain to a distant grove of trees where Tonto was waiting for him. Steady, Silver. What happened? I think I gained my point, Kimasabi. Mm, that's good. Did you have any difficulty escaping the soldiers? <laughs> not, not hard. Scout right away from them. You and Scout aren't finished yet, Tonto. Mm, what, Tonto, do? I want you to return to where we saw the Indians gathering. Watch them. When they move out on the warpath, send me the smoke signals we'd used before. Uh, Tonto, do it. In the meantime, I'm remaining near the fort. Uh. I've got an idea it won't be long till the troops ride out in force. And when they do, I'm calling on Major Davis again. Uh. Major Davis is finished. The wound he got has permanently disabled him. Mm, that plenty bad. But just once more before he retires, Kimasabi, he's going to lead a squadron into battle. Mm, that's good. And when he does, it'll be the finish of Running Wolf. Captain Faust returned to the fort after his unsuccessful pursuit of Tonto and headed for the Major's quarters. This time, he was given a far different reception. Sit down, Captain. Thank you. 
Captain, I've been thinking over what you said. Sir, I realize how seriously I could be punished for what I've done. On the other hand, I believe I did right. Oh, I never questioned your sincerity. I have almost certain evidence, sir, that you Never are... mind, never mind. We'll leave me and my supposed condition out of this. If I'm not mistaken, you believe you have still further reason for taking the course you did. I have, sir. You think you'd like to chase running wolves down? I'm convinced it's what should be done. Have you ever stopped to consider, Captain, that these Apaches know this country like you know the inside of your hand? That an Indian used to brush fighting can strike and disappear before you can even put your men into formation? Sir, I certainly do not believe these savages better fighters than trained troopers. Young man, I'm going to try an old-fashioned remedy on you. Oh? When I was a youngster and stubbornly insisted on doing what was foolish, my father would tell me to go ahead and do as I wished. But the lesson I'd learn would teach me more than all of his advice. You mean... I mean, Captain Faust... That from this moment, you're in complete charge of Fort and its troops. Whatever tactics you wish to adopt, I'll make no effort to prevent you. And when you've done your best or worst, we'll see which one of us was right. You, you aren't fooling, sir? I'm not. Then, Major Davis, the men ride at dawn. morning, the troopers were assembled, given their orders, and led through the gates of the fort. The post was quiet all day long, but that night... Hey, you! Put down that gun! Helen! Helen! What's that confounded noise that's had? Helen! You call me, Father? That noise, what is it? It's at the front door. Inside with you. Walk ahead of me. I'm going to give the alarm, soldier. A, a masked man. Sir, I couldn't help it. He sneaked up on me. He got the drop on me before I knew it. Major, tell this fellow I have business here. You can't. Yes, sir. Then, this man's here at my invitation. You're dismissed. It's a... You sure it's all right, sir? I said you're dismissed. Get the blazes out of here. Yes, sir. And close that door behind you. Yes, sir. Father, is, is this the masked man you told me about? It is. Well, stranger, I did as you told me. Now, thanks to your advice, the settlers around the fort no longer have any protection. Major, you and I are riding. It, riding? No, Father. No, you can't. Stay out of this, daughter. Stranger, explain yourself. You and I are joining the troops that left here this morning. Thirty miles is a good day's march. They shouldn't be further. We can reach them before sunup. And why should we join them? So that you can assume command again before the troops have gone so far that they can't return to the fort in case of an attack. I'm in no condition to command troops in the field. You will, Major Davis, for one last time. But I tell Captain you, I... Faust is going to be convinced that he was mistaken. He's going to believe that you can see. But that I can see. Get ready as quickly as you can. I'll explain as we ride. <laughs> The masked man and Major Davis came within hailing distance of the soldiers' camp long before dawn. But they waited outside of the camp until the troopers had saddled. The lone ranger substituted a disguise for his mask and then changed horses with his companion. Before we join your men, Major, yes. a silver will follow me no matter where I ride. You should be able to give what commands are necessary without detection. I'll ride your horse in the direction you should go. And if you give silver free rein... No one will guess that you're not guiding him. Excellent. And if I'm questioned about you, 
I brought you along as a guide. One thing more. There's not much time. It's understood that you're to pretend to fire a quick shot at a target to prove that your eyes are all right. That's the difficult part of the entire business. It shouldn't be. I can see a dead tree beyond the camp. There's one branch, a small one. Tell Captain Faust that's your target. He'll watch the target and not us. Draw and let the hammer of your gun fall on an empty chamber. I'll fire at the same moment. And I guarantee I won't be observed. Anything else? That's all. Come. Get along there. Come on, boy. Silver, carrying Major Davis, followed the Lone Ranger. But it looked to the startled troopers as though the Major himself were guiding the great horse straight toward Captain Faust. Oh, there. Who, who, who there? Who? Major Davis, what's the meaning of this? Captain, I'm taking command. What, you... If you have any doubt about my ability to do so, I believe you'll observe a dead tree yonder. But what... On ha- that tree, there's one limb. Sir, what do you mean? I'll show you whether I've been disabled or not, Captain. Are you watching that branch closely? Of course, sir, but... Now then... You hit it! You're satisfied? So Perhaps sure next that... time you won't be so confident. Major Davis, yes? the signal, the smoke signal from Tondo. Running Wolf is leading his brace for the settlers. Very well, return at once. Captain Davis, you'll take your place at the head of your troop. Yes, sir. Hurry. Attention! Repair to mount! Mount! I pause! Trot! Tonto had lighted his smoke signal. Painted savages urged their ponies in the direction of the settlements near Fort Casper. When the cluster dwellings came into sight, they broke into shrill, piercing yells. Then, beating their heels against their ponies' lean flanks, they swept down upon their quarry. Suddenly, before they could strike, a new sound drifted across the plains. From nowhere, seemingly, a desperately charging squadron race toward Running Wolf's bewildered graves. The Indians wavered, then wheeled their mounts ready for flight, but the move came too late. The soldiers had cut off their escape. One by one, the redmen slipped from their mounts and fell to the ground. Running Wolf himself was hit and mortally wounded. The remnants of the marauding band threw down their arms. Lieutenant Mullins, round up the prisoners. Lieutenant Hartley, see the wounded. The work is done, Major. Because I trusted you, Lord Major. We can change mounts now. I never rode a horse half as powerful as you was before. You'll never find a finer horse anywhere, Major. I think Captain Faust wishes to speak to you. He's riding this way. I rather expected him. Major? Yes, Captain? I... I'm ready, sir. What's that? Ready, you say? Whatever for? I... I was insubordinate, sir, and... and worse. A fool. (laughs) Well, Captain, you can't hardly claim to be the first man to be a fool. I don't know what made me think you'd lost your sight, sir. Captain Faust, I'll tell you a secret. I, uh... I can't see two inches beyond my nose. What? You said I was blind. I am blind. Blind? 
Impossible, sir. You're, you're joking. Believe me, Captain, I'm not. However... Yes? If you can forget that I tried to keep the truth from you, I... Perhaps I can forget that matter of insubordination. But, but I don't understand. You led the charge. I don't see how you... I'll Captain Faust, the explanation can wait. But don't give me credit for what's happened here. It belongs to that fellow riding away. The Lone Ranger. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs>